Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Whether you're looking to launch a podcast or build an online business that allows you to do the work you love, you've come to the right place. Podcast Answer Man presents The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Now, here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome to episode number 523 of The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Today, I am going to be sharing with you six tips for attracting your ideal customer. Six tips for attracting your ideal customer. Now, I will tell you that over the years as I've been a podcast consultant and coach and more recently over the last few years as I've been an online mentor to those who have been building their online business, well, I the the question is the same. Whether you're trying to build an audience for your podcast, whether you're trying to build an audience for your business, most of you are trying to do both. The question is the same. How do I grow my audience? Well, just this past weekend, I hosted the third session of the Building an Online Business Workshop, which is one of my next level workshops. I host here in the Next Level Studio in Northern Kentucky, just outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. It was sold out, 14 attendees here. It was absolutely amazing. And one of the sessions, one of the 10 sessions that I offer in this workshop is called Tips for Building Your Audience. And in that session, there are 16 tips in total that I give to those who are here. In today's episode, I want to share with you six of those tips. Now, One thing that I'm actually considering doing right now is I'm considering going in and changing the name of that session from how to grow your audience to how to attract your ideal customer. One of the reasons for this is because when we think about your audience and then when I talk to people about their target audience, a lot of people really struggle with this idea of narrowing down their focus on exactly who it is they want. But when I start talking to somebody and asking them who is their ideal customer, it it seems that they have a little bit of an easier time narrowing that down. So, I'm playing around with that idea, that concept, but today, the title of this episode is Six Tips for Attracting Your Ideal Customer. And we're just gonna jump right in here. The first tip is exactly what I was just talking about. Get very specific about who your ideal customer is. I used to say, get very specific about who your target audience is. But boy, I'll tell you what, when, I don't know if you guys have ever played darts before, but when you hit darts, um, there's a bullseye right in the middle, and it's it's a little tiny circle. And if you're you know the right distance away, hitting that hitting hitting that bullseye is not an easy task. And then there's just a little outer circle around the bullseye, and then there's all kinds of little offshoots where you get less points if you hit anywhere outside of those the bullseye or the little inner circle. And then there's there's this one big huge outer ring and and then there's outside of the zone and i got to tell you that's when when it comes to choosing and getting very specific about your target audience when i suggest to people tell me who is your very specific target audience there are very very few people that when they tell me what their target audience is they hit the bullseye i mean it maybe one out of 100 people i work with hit a bullseye when they actually tell me who their target audience is. When I when we talk about hitting their specific target audience. Now, a couple people actually make it on the board. Very few people even get the outer ring around the, the bullseye in the center. A couple people actually do hit the dart point. They get a couple points here and there. So, for example, you know, instead of saying, I, well, I'm not going to give the example, but anyway, they you you understand. Now, most people, when I ask them, please, Go ahead and take your dart and I want you to throw it and just tell me who is your very specific target audience that I throw the dart 
And I'm telling you, they don't even hit the board. They, I mean, it's like if there was somebody three feet standing away from the board, that person just got a dart in the eye. That's how far away they are from being specific about who it is their ideal customer is. Now, the thing is, is as soon as I start saying, hey, who is your ideal customer? They start actually, most of the people, they, they either are close to the, to the actual target itself um, or, or they're actually somewhere in the outer ring and, the, and we're able to bring it in and within you know, a little bit of going back and, and a little bit of coercing and a little bit of convincing, uh, a, a lot of sales and marketing on my part to convince them of the power of niching down, getting more specific uh, convincing them of this, the more specific you are, the more customers and clients you will have. And they're like, I don't, what are you talking about? If, if I niche down between this and this, there's, there's so many of these people out here. But, but if I narrow down to just this subset, that radically reduces the number of people that, that I could potentially have as customers and clients. And I'm like, you're absolutely right except for the fact that you will be more successful in landing those people uh, as customers and clients rather than trying to be so broad. Now, a perfect example of this was years ago when I launched my online business as the podcast answer man. Michael W. Gohagen was a man at the time who was one of the earliest of early podcasters. He built a massive podcast following around wine, okay, the, the niche audience of wine. And he actually sold his podcast. He's one of the very first people who actually sold a podcast to somebody. And not too long after that, Michael W. Gohagen put out a blog post, and in the title of the blog post was Podcasting is dead. Now, this was probably right around late 2007, early 2008. I could look up the dates. It doesn't matter. But the idea is that he said podcasting was dead. I vehemently disagreed with him. And I invited him to come onto my podcast and have a conversation with me. That episode is in the archives, by the way. In that conversation, either in the episode itself or offline back and forth with emails or whatever, I can't remember which, he told me, he said, Cliff, I think you are making a very big mistake in your brand, moving into your business. I believe you're making a terrible mistake. He said, and these are almost word for word quotes, he said, Cliff, nobody will want to hire a podcast consultant. There, nobody will want that. Number one, he was arguing that podcasting was dead. He says, I understand that you've just left your career in insurance and you're trying to make this your full-time income, but dude, uh, you know what people want? They don't want somebody who can just help them with one thing. They want somebody who can help them with all their social media. You should be a social media consultant. You should be somebody, I mean, I'm sure you know how to help people set up their Twitter profiles, their Facebook fan pages, that's what they called them at the time, how to set up their, they didn't have Instagram, uh, but how to set up their LinkedIn profile, They somebody who can help them set up their, did I say YouTube channel, how to set up their podcast, all of it. And Cliff, you know how to do all of those things. I said, yes, Michael, I understand. I can do all of those things. I have zero desire to help set up somebody's Twitter account. I have zero desire to set up a Facebook fan page for somebody. I have zero desire to set up their blog. I have zero desire to do all. I have a passion for what podcasting can bring into people's lives. Podcasting can serve people in a way that no other online platform can even come close to touching. And podcasting is not dead. It's here to say. And eventually, you'll hear people on television shows, fake characters on TV shows who will have podcasts. And by the way, that has come true. All right. So anyway, I, I'm like, okay, you have to understand this is this is what he was saying to me. Cliff, nobody wants a specialist in podcasting. They want social media people who can help them with everything. Now I will tell you how many people out there you I will ask you, how many people out there do you know who are social media strategists? Hundreds, if not maybe thousands of people out there, maybe even 10,000 people out there who are social media strategists. How many podcast answer mans are there? 
There's only one. How many podcast consultant and coaches out there? Well, there's actually quite a few, maybe 50 these days. Most of them learned how to podcast from me, by the way. Anyway, so I will tell you right now, I have gained more clients and have been more profitable in my business because I was the podcast answer man instead of the social media strategy man. Okay, hear me. There are thousands, maybe 10,000, maybe 20,000 social media guru strategists out there. Yet, when it came down to niching down and narrowing down to specifically podcasting, that gave me more clients and more customers. Now, I want to give you another example. A man named Gary Takix. Now, he's a graduate of what my, my podcasting A to Z course that I used to teach. And Gary has been around in this online podcasting space for many years now. I didn't look to see when the date was he took podcasting A to Z, but I do know that he just published his 300th podcast episode. 300th episode. Now, Gary Takix could have said, hey, I am a business management consultant. I really understand how to do business. And I actually see where most businesses fail, especially businesses that are practices like law firms or medical practices or dentist practices or you know anything that's a practice he could, there's little small offices where where that you he could even niche it down to practices i am a business management consultant who can come in and turn your practice around all right i am excellent at business management consulting is that what gary tactics did Absolutely not. If you go to TAC, just do a Google search for Gary Tackix, T-A-K-A-C-S, or go to TackixLearningCenter.com, I believe. It doesn't matter, but it's Gary Tackix. If you go to his website, this is what it says. Gary Tackix is one of the most recognized dental practice management consultants in dentistry today. His knowledge of the business of dentistry has helped thousands of dentists develop a thriving practice in any economy. With Gary as your coach, you can develop your ideal practice that provides you with the economic success that you deserve. Imagine the joy of practicing dentistry because you want to, not because you have to. My friends, that is Gary Takix. He is a specialist for dentists. He is a business management consultant. He has all kinds of wisdom and knowledge that would help medical practices, law practices, any other kind of practices out there. But does he do them? No. He niches down. He's niched down to dental practices. And here's what I want to tell you. In all the years that I've known Gary... Every time that I go to an event, anytime that I see a dentist and meet a dentist for the very first time, I ask them one question. Now, I will tell you this is not an exaggeration. In all of these years, it's been more than 50 dentists that I've talked to. More than 50 dentists. I've met them at Dan Miller's uh, Coaching with Excellence. I've met them at conferences around the world. I've actually gone to a few different dentists. Every time I meet a dentist, since I've met Gary Tackix, I've asked them all one question. Have you ever heard of Gary Tackix? Every single one of them say, yes, and I love him. They go to him for his... uh, They go to him for all his valuable content on his blog. They listen to his podcast. They go to his live events where he does continuing education in a way that nobody else does. You could go to podcastanswerman.com and do a search for Gary Tackix, T-A-K-A-C-S. And there's an interview in one of my old episodes with Gary Tackix. Gary Tackix is not just another business management consultant. He specializes in helping dental practices with their business management, and he rocks it. Now, I had another student who was just a participant in the Next Level Workshop, and we were working on her value proposition statement. And she said, you know, I help people who have experienced loss. 
And I said, well, tell me, t- what does that mean? T- t- who, like, what kind of loss? Well, it could be a loss of a loved one. It could be a loss of a pet. It could be loss of income, of, of a job. I mean, any kind of loss. I, I desire to help people who have experienced loss. I know how to help them through. And as we were developing her value proposition statement, I said that the purpose of knowing what your value proposition statement is to elicit one of two responses. Number one, somebody who hears it, who is exactly in your very specific target audience. Number one, they say, oh my gosh, that's me. You just, you just pulled some emotional heartstrings here. Tell me how I can work with you. I want what you just promised as a transformation. I need that. You're speaking directly to me. That's desired response number one. Now, chances are the person you're speaking to may not be that person. So desired response number two is, oh my gosh, I can think of at least one, two, or three people that I know that meet the description of what you talked about. And with the way that you just talked about it, I need to connect them with you. Now, when you say I'm so-and-so and and I help people who are experiencing loss, uh, you know, and, and I help them get through, blah, 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 all they hear is people who are experiencing loss. Now, let me ask you this. Who comes to mind? Have you ever met anybody in your life that has experienced loss? Every person you know, right? So nobody specific comes to mind. And if you are not experiencing a loss right now, if you're not dealing with a loss at this moment in time, you're not going to say, oh, well, tell me more. I need to work with you. No, but, and I think that this is the direction that this participant participant was going to go. What if you said, hi, my name is so-and-so. I, I, the, I actually am a um, coach who helps the uh, women who have been married for more than 25 years who have lost their spouse or somebody who has lost their spouse after more than 25 years of marriage. I help them through the grieving process and come out on the other side side thriving in life with a new identity. So did you, and, and of course, then when people say, oh, wow, tell me more. It's like, yeah. So did you know that the statistic of the, the somebody who has been married for 25, more, 25 or more years, uh, especially female uh, women who have been married for more than 25 years, when their husband dies, the statistics shows that within X number of months, they pass away. They, they die within X number of months. And it's usually because they can't deal. They, they never are able to transition and find life on their own again. Well, I specialize in turning that statistic around for people. I help people discover a new season of life. I help them thrive in life. Now, here's the deal. If she tells that to somebody who is a woman who has been married for 25 year, years, who has lost their husband within the, the last couple of years, that person, elicit response number one, is going to say, oh my gosh, how can you help me? All right. Or how many of you who are listening right now, how many of you have know somebody, maybe it's an aunt, maybe it's your own mom, maybe it's your grandmother, maybe it's your neighbor next door. How many of you can think of one, two, or three people who are women who have been married more than 25 years who has lost a loved one, who have lost their husband within the past year? Do you instantly have a name in mind? Chances are the answer is yes. And if so, and you were introduced to this person and they said, this is who I am, very specific. I don't just help people with experience, who have experienced loss. I help this very specific type of person. Do you, would you or would you not likely give them referrals or connect them to people? Or if you let, if you, nobody came to mind right after that, but three weeks later, all of a sudden you, somebody you love, uh, very close to you, maybe an aunt or a grandmother loses their husband. They've been married for 25 years. Would you, or would you not all of a sudden say, oh my gosh, I just met somebody. And, and I remember they mentioned the name of their website and it was so catchy. It goes right with that. I'm going to go look that up. I know I can find it. And then you find it and connect them. This is where the more specific you get, the more customers and clients you will have. That, my friends, is just tip number one. Tip number two, (laughs) tip number two for attracting your ideal customer is to learn about your ideal customer's problems through conversations and surveys. Now, how do you discover what your ideal customer's problems are? By the way, I'm going to tell you that 
Uh, when you find out what their problems are, whenever you encounter somebody who is an ideal customer of yours, whether it's face-to-face, whether it's in an online discussion forum, exchanging emails back and forth, forth, or if they're on your mailing list, the the idea here is that you want to, number one, uncover what are their problems that they're facing that you can solve. And and problems, the pro, each problem has multiple different associated pains, okay? And then not only do they have pains, but there's specific language that they will use to help you, that will describe the emotion behind how they feel about the, the pains that they have associated with the problem. Now, your goal is to explore and learn about as many of those problems as you can and and study the language that they share when they tell you what their problems and pains are. Now, how do you do this? Through conversations and surveys. I start with conversations because many of you maybe have a small audience. Maybe of you maybe some of you haven't even got your first customer yet. And if that's the case, all you have to do is first you have to decide who is your very specific ideal customer. All right? Once you've decided that, then you go find somebody that meets that description. And then you have a conversation with them and you ask them the greatest question ever. All right? The greatest question ever is what is the single greatest frustration you face when it comes to fill in the blank? Now, for me, my target audience, my ideal customer is somebody who is on the journey of leaving an unfulfilled day job to pursue full-time self-employment doing the work that they love by creating their own online business. That's my ideal customer. And as a result, my conversation Asking them the the question, the greatest question ever would say would be, "Hey, I understand that you're looking to leave your day job and and you're you're working to build your online business. Would you mind telling me what is the single greatest frustration you face when it comes to building your business or growing your business? And then just listen and let them talk. And and if you want to follow it up with the second greatest questions ever, ever, what other frustrations? What other struggles do you face?" when it comes to building your online business and let them talk and make mental notes, if not physical notes of exactly what they're telling you. All right. Now that's the conversation side of this. The idea here is that you would actually start to um, put together a survey. You can go to surveymonkey.com. You could go to Google and, and or go to YouTube and do a search on how do I create a survey with Google Forms? Absolutely free. And all you have to do is set up a, a, a one or two question survey. What is your single greatest frustration here? And then on the next page, I would make it a separate page. The next question when they go to the next page is what other frustrations, what other obstacles do you face? You know, do you are you encountering in, in whatever it is that you want to ask them? All right, so you're going to learn what that is. And once you have discovered and learned what your ideal customer's problems are, what pains they have associated with them, and once you've discovered their exact language that they use to describe it, then you go on to tip number three. Tip number three is to create content, products, and services that solve the problems that you have discovered. It's that simple. Now, I want to give you an example of this. You're listening to it. Episode number 523 of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Guess what? I had, so far, I've had 30 people come to the Next Level Workshop here in the Next Level Studio on building an online business. Every single person who registered is asked to fill out a pre-workshop questionnaire, aka survey. The first question after they give me their contact details, the first question I ask them about their online business is what is the single greatest frustration you face when it comes to building or growing your online business? And all 30 of these people have given me their responses. And I have an Evernote file that is bullet point and it shows me, I just copy and paste every time I get a new response to that question from the survey, from conversation, Anytime I have a conversation with somebody and I get a new thing that they say, I take the exact words 
I don't just paraphrase it. I take the exact words that they spoke or wrote, I copy them and paste them, or I transcribe them directly into this Evernote file, an ongoing list. And guess what some of those responses were, all right? Some of those responses were growing my audience, and here I am, today's episode is all about growing your audience, which I have determined that it's better rather than to think about this as growing your audience, specifically for those of you who are building a business, which is who my target audience is. So instead of thinking about growing your audience, I want you to think about attracting your ideal customer, all right? I think it's a much healthier approach to actually growing your business, You don't need large audiences. You just need the right audience. And I think you'll get the right audience if you're not worried about numbers, but attracting the right people, your ideal ideal customer. All right, so what other kind of responses have they had? Well, let's go back to episode number 523, how to kick self-doubt to the curb and move forward with confidence. I will tell you that people have just written self-doubt in the response to how do I what is the single greatest frustration to building my business? Lack of confidence was a response that more than one people, more than one person wrote. So what did I do? Episode 522, how to kick self-doubt to the curb and move forward with confidence. I gave 10 choices people could make on a daily basis to solve that problem. Solve the problem. The problem that people are having, growing their audience, attracting their ideal customer, today I'm giving you six tips on how to solve that problem. All right, let's go back to episode 521, okay? A lot of people said that I I have, um, how did they word this? I, there's actually word, um, I have a I have limited beliefs or I have an unhealthy, I think that somebody said I have an unhealthy relationship with money or uh, you know, my I have a I I need to work on my mindset regarding money. Okay, so I took that 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 answer in episode five twenty one, how to cultivate a healthy relationship with money and drastically increase your income. By the way, that's another one. And, and so, uh, relationship with money was a response, and also I I have a difficult time. My greatest frustration is trying to increase my income. So, episode 521, guess what I did? I shared six affirmations in 521 that if you were to to daily go through those affirmations, I'm convinced it will help you to cultivate a healthier relationship with money and that it will drastically increase your income. I solving that problem through my content. Now, guess what? When I actually created this workshop the, the very first time, I told you, actually, let me just confirm this. Yeah, yes, there are 10 sessions. There are 10 sessions here for the Next Level Workshop. When the very first six people registered, there was no outline of what I was act- what sessions I was going to teach. The first people registered, they knew that I was going to deliver value, but I still had no idea at the time when they registered, the first six people, what on earth are my sessions going to be? And what I did is I sent the pre workshop questionnaire the first six people who wrote in they shared their answers and by the way i did ask the other question what other frustrations do you face and so that was six people that's a total of actually each person gave me at least one additional frustration some gave me two or three and so i took the most popular ones the and plus validated by my own experience and literally i created Every session based upon this, people said, I just need to, there are so many things I need to do. I don't know what order to do them. I don't even know if I know all the things I need to do. I just know that there are so many, I just need a, I need a game plan. I need a, a formula. And so I actually, session two, a step-by-step formula for building your online business. You know, um, some people say I have a very difficult time explaining how I help people. Creating your value proposition statement. All right, session number four. Um, you know, I, I really have no idea what I'm doing with my mailing list strategy. I know I'm supposed to have an email list. I send emails. It, my marketing campaign, it's just a joke. I have no idea what I'm doing. So the power, the, we did an entire session on mailing list. So what do you do? 
in tip number two, uh, or I'm sorry, tip number three, you've discovered, first of all, you've chosen who your exact, very specific ideal customer is. You've now taken the time to learn about their problems. You have the language that they use. Now you're creating content, products, and services that actually solve their problems. So many people who have online businesses, this is what they do. They actually create online courses first. They don't even know who their exact target audience is. Their exact target audience is as broad as I'm a business consultant and I can help any business. Or, and, 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 I, and I know this person will not be offended, but I help people with a loss. And so I'm going to create an online course on helping people get through a loss, no matter what your loss is. You know, so, and by the way, I would not create a course called, you know, how, how to, um, how to thrive after losing your husband. You know, if you've, if you've lost your husband after more than 25 years of marriage, I, I'm not saying you should do that. I say that you find the people who fit your ideal customer, your target audience. Now I can say you, you get to know those people, have conversations with them uh, surveys might be a little iffy in that area. I don't know if that's a good target audience to actually be surveying, but conversations for sure. Um, and you can talk, even you could survey the children of those people um, and 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 sisters and brothers of those people because they'll know the problems and the pay, pains that they're suffering. But anyway, the, once you learn that, you create products and services that actually address this very specific pain and using the language, the products and service specifically that are going to address the pains that those women have. And that's what my workshop does. It, 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 It addresses the pains that people are, the stress, the frustration, the problems that people are facing in trying to grow their business. That's why my next level workshop was sold out. That's why my next level workshop is, is, is absolutely dead on the single greatest investment people have made in their professional lives. Those are not my words. Those are the words of people who have come. I have the testimonials now. Why? Why was I able to deliver? Because I listened. I learned what their pains were. And now, just recently, I've doubled down on this content. There's a brand new era of the Cliff Ravenscraft show, and it started with episode 521. I'm not kidding you. Matter of fact, I'm halfway tempted. I, I no, I'm not halfway tempted. That that's an exaggeration. There, there's a portion. There's a little tiny voice inside of me that says, "You know what? Why don't you just dump the first 520 episodes of the Cliff Ravenscraft show and relaunch it brand new, episode number one, and just go and renumber episode 521 is episode one, 522 is episode two, 523 this is today is episode three because this is a new era of content. Every single episode moving forward is not about me at the front of the show. It's not about what's going on in my life. I'm going to put that stuff at the end. There's still going to be Cliff Ravenscraft in the Cliff Ravenscraft show. But I am first right within 90 seconds of you hitting play on any of these episodes from 521 on. I am going to solve a problem for you. If you happen to be somebody who is in my exact ideal customer target audience, blah, 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 blah. Anyway. That's step number three, create content, products, and services that solve the problems of the people that that you have discovered for your ideal target audience. Okay, tip number four, adopt the attitude that every person matters. Adopt the attitude that every person matters. This is the big thing. If If you didn't catch it before, I said, don't worry about the numbers, okay? Do not worry about growing your audience huge, massive, big. You know, don't worry about becoming a top-ranked podcast. Don't worry about growing your mailing list to 100,000 people. Spend your time working on figuring out very specifically who your exact ideal customer is. Learn who those people are, what their problems are, create the products and and, and the content, create the content for that very specific audience, even if it's small right now. And by the way, during my workshop, I got to tell you, during my workshop on November 3rd and 4th, 2017, I met the most exciting person, podcaster I've ever met 
in my entire career in podcasting. Now, I've helped over 30, 35,000 people launch a podcast. I've worked, I've actually been in connection with well over that number of podcasters over the years. And I got to tell you, the most exciting attitude that I have ever heard from any podcaster ever. There's only one person that I know who has had this exciting of, a, of an attitude, but it wasn't a podcaster. It was a YouTuber, a little kid named Sir Fedora, all right? Um, and, and I don't know if you could still find his video. He created this, he created this little YouTube channel. He's a little, little kid, uh, very unassuming. He wore a fedora and uh, he called, his channel was called Sir Fedora and, and he, he, he created this video and, and, and he, I think he got a, like one new subscriber and he created a video that just went off the hook when he saw that he had a new subscriber, one new subscriber. He went through the roof like you should have seen this kid's excitement, enthusiasm when he saw he had one new subscriber and because of that, it went viral like nothing before. I subscribed to Sir Fedora's channel and I followed him for months because I loved the enthusiasm of this kid and his passion and his love for every single one human being who hit the subscribe button on his YouTube channel. Now, I will tell you, I've never seen that. Ad- I've seen great attitudes as podcasters. Don't get me wrong. I've seen podcasters who who understand and and value, you know, their 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 tiny audience for a while and and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, I'm really thrilled. But I, I I'll tell you what, I, I've never met another podcaster who has had the the attitude that I saw in Diane Wolf. Diane Wolf has the most exciting attitude of any podcaster I've ever met in all of my years of podcasting. And I've been in podcasting since it began. Uh, well, okay, I was a little late. It started late 2004. I joined in right around early to mid-2005 as a listener. And then I joined by the end of that year as a podcaster. Okay, but still, even before I was a podcaster, listening to the podcast. Every, listen to this. I, I want you to hear this. In the workshop, Diane Wolf, the presentation professor, by the way, in the workshop, I was helping her with her, um, I was helping her discover her zone of genius. It's one of the things you guys have been hearing me lately talk about the big leap. And one of the things that I wanted to help each person in the workshop do is to discover their zone of genius. And one of the questions that is asked when you're trying to help somebody discover their zone of genius is what is one of the things that you do that gives you the greatest... Well, you'll hear the question. But more than the question, here's what I want you to hear. I want you to listen to Diane Wolf's response. This is incredible. In my work, what produces the highest ratio of abundance and satisfaction or success compared to the amount of time spent actually doing that activity? I actually felt it was creating my podcast. I don't have very many listeners at all, but the ones I do constantly tell me how much it helped them, and that makes me feel really good. So, in the, And how this fits into that is that you are actually spending a relatively small per- point, period of time of investing your own time to create that, but then the effects are far-reaching in multiple people's lives. Yes. Yes, it's about five hours a week that I spend on it, but considering I have probably eight or nine or ten people who listen on a regular basis who tell me how much they enjoy it, it's worth it. Okay. Presentation skills. It's called Presentation Professor. All right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to right here. Listen to this. Yes, it's about five hours a week that I spend on it, but considering I have probably eight or nine or ten people who listen on a regular basis who tell me how much they enjoy it, it's worth it. She spent, by the way, she's on episode 11. She is a graduate of podcasting A to Z. She created a podcast called The Presentation Professor. She's on episode 11. She's been podcasting for 11 weeks. She spends five hours a week, five hours a week on one episode. And she is thrilled with the influence and impact she's having on eight, nine, or 10 people who are listening to her show on a regular basis. That, my friends, is the most exciting attitude I've ever seen in any podcaster I've ever met. Diane Wolf. 
the presentation professor. And by the way, she has so much experience in teaching people presentation skills. I've been listening to her podcast and I love it. I happen to be one of her eight, nine, or 10 people. And guess what? I have a feeling that some of you out there would like to take your presentation skills to the next level. And I promise you this. If you go to podcastanswerman.com slash Diane, that's D-I-A-N-E, podcastanswerman.com slash Diane, and subscribe to her podcast, you too will be able to take your public speaking skills to a whole new level. All right? Now, let me ask you this question. She was thrilled to spend five hours a week for eight, nine, or 10 people. Do you know what the average attitude of a podcaster is? The average attitude of a podcaster is, dude, is this even worth it? I mean, I have been putting in my blood, sweat, and tears. Five hours a week I'm putting into this episode on, on each episode, and I'm only getting 10 people that are subscribed to my podcast. That's the attitude of the average podcaster. And guess what? Those people quit podcasting. Almost every time, they shut it down. They Most of those never make it past their seventh episode if they make it to their seventh episode. But Diane, no. She has been putting five hours a week. Let me tell you, listen to her podcast and you can tell she has put five hours a week. When you go listen to her first episode and hear her sing um, the song uh, from Sound of Music, She's incredible. You have to go listen just to listen to episode number one, just to hear Diane sing uh, and, and tell you why Ver- Maria Von Trapp in the movie uh, of Sound of Music, why she got it wrong. You, it's not right to start at the very beginning. It's not a very good place to start. You got to go check it out. Podcastanswerman.com slash Diane. Now, here's the exciting thing. Because she she has the attitude that every single person counts, that she can get excited about eight, nine, or 10 people listening to her show that makes it worth the five hours. Guess what that means? That on episode 12, if I never gave her a plug on this podcast, if matter of fact, when if, if I'm sure she was at eight, nine, or 12 in episode number six, seven, eight, okay? And now she's on episode number 11. Because her attitude is that she values all eight, nine, or 10 people who were listening to her show before. When she spent those five hours, she's pouring all of herself. She's giving her best because of that attitude. Now, if all of a sudden your attitude is that I'm putting all this work in and I'm only getting this, either one of two things are gonna happen. Number one, you're gonna, actually one of three things are gonna happen. Option number one, you stop doing the podcast. That's the easiest. Number two, you do the podcast, but you spend a whole lot less time because it's just only eight, nine, or 10 people. Or number three, you keep spending all the five hours, but you get frustrated and you're just not at your best. Because of Diane's attitude over at Presentation Professor, the podcast, the one you should go subscribe to, because of that, All 11 episodes are her operating at her best inside of her zone of genius, by the way. Because of that, I am delighted and thrilled to send all thousands of you to her podcast with the confidence that all 11 episodes are going to reflect the five hours of investment. And I'm absolutely sure that hundreds of you are going to subscribe to her podcast. And I'm absolutely sure hundreds of you are actually going to listen to all 11 episodes. Those five hours were worth it for her for eight, nine, or 10 people. But the great news is that those of you who are going to start on her podcast when she's on her 11th episode are going to go back and start with episode number one. And hundreds of people are going to benefit from those five hours just as a result of this one little portion of me talking on her podcast. I happen to have been one of those eight, nine, or 10 people. That, my friends, is how excited you should be. Tip number four, adopt the attitude that every listener, every person in your audience matters. Tip number five, participate in LinkedIn groups where your ideal customers hang out. Now, 
LinkedIn or Facebook groups. Go in and find what you've determined who your ideal customer is, right? Now you go in and find groups that cater to your exact find your exact customer, your ideal customer. Here's the thing. I'm not saying that you go in and create your own group. I'm saying that you go in and you join a group that already has your ideal customer in. Now, preferably one that's a little bit active, you know, 50 people or more is going to be ideal for you. And here's the thing. I want you to go in with the intention of one thing and one thing only, to serve others. And I want you to commit to yourself, I will do zero self-promotion in this group. I will do zero self-promotion in this group. I will not tell anyone I have a podcast. I will not tell anyone inside the group that I have a blog. I will not tell anyone in the group that I can help them one-on-one through coaching and consulting. No. Here's what I recommend that you do. You go in there and you let you read other people's posts as they're talking about the things that they're the question when they share a question that they have that they don't have the answer to. If you have the question, I want you to actually think about that question that has been asked and I want you to ask yourself, would that make a good episode of my podcast? A new uh, would that make a good email for my email newsletter? Would that be a great newsletter update? Would that be a great blog post? If so, I want you to consider the idea of spending 35 minutes, 45 minutes, maybe even an hour, maybe up to five hours like my friend Diane Wolf over at Presentation Professor. I would encourage you to spend some time creating content that solves that specific person's problem, all right? Now, you don't want to mention their name because you don't have permission to mention their name. And what you do is you create that blog, podcast, email newsletter, or whatever, or you use the same outline for all three, whatever you want to do there. But here's the thing. Once you've created the outline, once you've got all the content, once you have it all put together, you can use that whenever you want to publish it into your content man- strategy or your content channels. But now you're ready after you spent the time outlining all that stuff. Now you're ready to go into that Facebook group or that LinkedIn group. And now you're ready to go to that person's post and hit the reply button and you are not going to link back to the podcast you created for them. You are not going to get send them to the blog post. You're not going to have them sign up for your newsletter where they get that information. No, you're going to custom take you're going to take that outline and you're going to I would actually paste it into Google Docs and reframe it as if it were just you writing into the comments. Even if it's like a two-page response, um, I want you to go into Google Docs, take that outline, and then frame it as if you were writing specifically to the person who originally asked the question in the Facebook group, in the LinkedIn group, and actually write it as a written response to them as if you spent hours, which you did, responding. And and of course, the thing is, is you're actually going to use that. It's It's not just wasted time, although it wouldn't be wasted time for just one person. Trust me, you never know who that one person is and how you can benefit their life. But you're still going to be able to use all of that time, effort, and energy as content somewhere else or even in a product even. But here's the thing. You're going to actually take that after you formulate it into a conversational tone and you're going to copy that out of the Google Doc and then you're going to paste it into the Facebook or LinkedIn comment response. You're going to hit reply, paste it in there, hit send, and it's going to, they're, they're going to see, it's like, my gosh, this person just spent, must have spent two hours writing this response and gosh, does it answer every single thing that's on my mind. This is incredible. And you still don't do anything to promote yourself. You build relationships. You serve people. You allow your serving people to help you build content for your site, but you're not promoting your content that you've built because of it. Instead, you're serving people. You're building relationships. You're helping. You're doing nothing but adding value to these communities. And then if a relationship forms out of it, which I dare you to try to have, I dare you to try doing that and not have a relationship come out of it. All right. But once a relationship is formed and they start adding you as a friend on Facebook, that's when, you know, you can say, hey, I hope that information is helpful. If I could ever be helpful again, let me know. You can send that in a private message on LinkedIn or Facebook. And then you could actually uh, wait until they start to ask you questions. Now, when they get, when they start asking you questions, that's when you can start telling them who you are, what you do. You can give them your value proposition statement and then let them ask you more and how you can help them. 
All right, so that is tip number five. And then tip number six is to attend and or speak at live events where your ideal customers hang out. Now, I get this. I I don't want you to just go to events that you speak at. By the way, I have been guilty of this until just this past year. I pretty much only went to events if I was invited to speak at them. Now, the reason for that isn't because, well, I, you know, if, you're, if I'm not going to speak, then, then why would I go? It's not that. It's just that I used to really suck at small talk. I, I, I'm an introvert. I, I know it's crazy, right? Yes, I am an introvert. I get, I thrive when I'm alone. I thrive when I'm by myself. I, I, I handle myself extremely well in large groups of people. Uh, but it drains me emotionally. I give of myself. And, and so I'm not my, I'm, you know, the thing is, is I, I'm an introvert. That I'm an introvert. So the thing is, is I'm an introvert who has never been particularly great at small talk. And so if I didn't know people, if people hadn't seen me speak on stage and already come to me and say, hey, how, how I'd like to talk to you about what you spoke about, then I'm terrible at starting conversation. I wouldn't actually go up to talk to anybody. What has changed? What has changed? Well, the big thing for me is I know exactly who it is I most want to serve. I know very specifically who my exact ideal customer is. And now I can go to events where I know my ideal customer is and I know the most powerful question in the world. Hey, what do you do? Really? Awesome. So you're here at the conference because you're an author, huh? Awesome. Um, you know, are you looking, you know, do you have a day job? What's going on there? And most of these people, because I know the target audience, I know the conference, I know the person putting it on. Usually I know that most of the people at this conference where they've come to learn how to write a book and get their message out there. I know these are people who most of them have a day job that they would, that they find unfulfilling and they're looking to do something meaningful and fulfilling in the world by putting their message out in a book in hopes that they can make a career out of public speaking or coaching or you get my idea, you get my drift. I know exactly what these people are there for. I know who I am and how I can help them. And the thing is, is I go in not to promote myself, but to serve them. Not to promote myself, not my products, not my services, but I go there to serve them. And I start by asking, oh, so is that what you're doing? So you're looking to start your own business. How's that going? And, you know, well, what's the single greatest frustration that you face when it comes to trying to grow that business? And then they tell me. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, gosh, that's awesome. Uh, I don't say that to them. I say to myself, wow, okay, that I've heard that problem. I've heard that pain before. I've never heard that emotional language before. Mental note, soon as I get away from this person, I'm going into Evernote and I'm writing that one down. But for right now, I'm going to serve you. And I'm going to create on the spot six tips for solving your problem. I'm going to solve your problem right here. I, 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 and, and if it turns into a piece of episode content of a podcast or a product or a service or a session of a workshop or one of my conferences, it doesn't matter. Right here, I'm here to serve you. And, that, and I go into these live events, whether I'm speaking or just attending, but I go to events where my ideal customers hang out. And I'll tell you something, there's something powerful about the face-to-face serving somebody. Powerful stuff. My life is changed forever from these things. These, my friends, are six tips that will solve the problem that many of you are facing where you say, I'm just having a hard time growing my audience. I'm absolutely convinced if you follow these six tips... It may not grow you the next 5,000 subscribers. It may not get you the next 1,000 subscribers, but it'll get you the next two, three, or four, or five ideal customers. It'll get you the right people. I promise you. And the right people, when served well, will tell other people about you. I promise you, I, def- I, 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 I challenge you to, to do these six things, serve people well, and keep them from telling people. You ain't going to be able to stop them. I promise. It, you will grow your audience. It, it's, it's proven. It's been done over and over and over again. It's how I've grown my business from day one. My friends, do those six things. What are they? Tip number one, get very specific about exactly who your ideal customer is. Number two, learn about your ideal customer or your ideal customer's problems. 
through conversations and surveys, making sure to listen to the pains associated and the language that they use. Tip number three was to create content, products, and services that serve those people by fixing their problems, by solving those problems. Tip number four, adopt the attitude of Diane Wolf, the presentation professor, (laughs) that every single person matters, that it's worth five hours of your time. Let me ask you that. Do you really believe that one person out there is worth five hours of your time? I bet you if you could come to the place where you change your mindset, where each person is worth five hours of your time, I bet you to radically change how fast you grow your audience. All right. And then tip number five, participate in Facebook or LinkedIn groups where your idea customers hang out. And also tip number six, attend and or speak at live events where your ideal customers hang out. In both of those situations, whether it's virtual in Facebook or LinkedIn groups, or if it's at live events, in both of those uh, circumstances, experiences, go in with the intention of serving only zero self-promotion until the relationship is formed and they start asking. Okay? And if they never ask, still, I promise you, It was a worthy investment of your time. All right, closing thoughts real quickly here, and then I'll wrap up. Next Level Workshop, I will tell you, I am absolutely addicted to the transformation I'm seeing in people's lives. The next session was gonna be January 26th and 27th of uh, of 2018. There's still going to be a workshop on January 26th and 27th, but by popular demand, there are people who wanna get in sooner. December 1st and 2nd is the next one. I, by the time, by the way, I'm recording this on Wednesday, November 8th at 5.53 p.m. At this very moment in time, the workshop page over at podcastanswerman.com slash next level workshop still says sold out. If you go there before it, it says the, these dates are available, you can put your name on a waiting list and I promise you I will personally reach out to you. Not on an email broadcast, but I will personally reach out to you if you click on the buy now button and you get the name and email address field. I will personally reach out to you. But here's what I will tell you. Hopefully by the time you guys are finding... Now, those who are watching on Facebook, you guys will get the sold out page. But hopefully by the time this goes live on Friday, uh, the November what 11th uh, at 5 a.m., Hopefully, when you go to next podcastanswerman.com slash next level workshop, it should have the option for you to sign up for the December 1st and 2nd workshop. And if you go into the frequently asked questions section, there will be a, an opportunity for you to see. I think one of them is, you know, are there, is this, uh, is this workshop going to be offered again in the future? And inside the answer to that question will be the link to the January 26th and 27th. So you could sign up at podcastanswerman.com slash next level workshop for either the December 1st and 2nd workshop or the January 26th and 27th. If you have been wanting to build your online business and you've been struggling, you've got so many frustrations, I, I, I promise you this, if you are looking to build this online business into a responsible and profitable online business. I have 10 sessions a day and a half that will radically change the future of your life. Come to this podcastanswerman.com slash next level workshop. Real quickly, I'm also doing the next level mastermind groups. I'm not going to go into great detail here, but they're going well. I have one every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. and one every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. That's Eastern time. Um, And it's the next level mastermind group. It's $1,000 per month. I actually put you into a mastermind group that I facilitate. I run. You would be in a mastermind relationship with me and this group. No more than 12 per people per group. It is $1,000 per month. It is a full-blown mastermind group experience, but it is also me as a mentor to you as well. So that's over uh, at podcastanswerman.com slash mastermind is the application. Uh, the Free the Dream Conference is coming along awesomely. I have, aw- I don't know if awesomely is a word, but we're gonna go with it. But Free the Dream, we have the contracts countersigned. Everything's taken care of with the venue. The event planners are all countersigned. Everything's on board. We're in major planning stages. I'll talk more about it in the future. Uh, I just I just landed and secured the actual MC for the entire event. 
my friend Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com. Leslie Samuel is an amazing communicator. His energy, his passion, his vibe, and his heart for serving people and I believe his calling to do something very similar to what I'm called to do in life. It, it was a perfect fill. It was a perfect fit. And I'm absolutely thrilled to announce that Leslie Samuel is going to be speaking at the conference. His, his talk is going to be called The Injustice of Playing It Safe. All right. But I'm, and I'm excited about that. But I'm thrilled about the fact that Leslie Samuel is going to MC the three days of the Free the Dream conference. By the way, tickets will be going on sale within the next couple of weeks. If you want to be on the earliest, uh, reg- you want to be notified as soon as those tickets go available, freethedream.live. That's not .com, freethedream.live. And then, of course, I, I still have a little bit more, the SCORE conference, my public speaking. Now, obviously, if you guys want some amazing content, I encourage you to go over to Presentation Professor. Diane Wolf is incredibly awesome. My friend Ken Davis is also incredibly awesome. I have taken my public speaking skills to the next level. I take all kinds of courses. I've gone to plenty of events and workshops, and I'm always looking to grow who at, at, in my public speaking skills. And so one of the things that I've decided is that the SCORE conference, it's something that has benefited me so much. The very first time, if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash SCORE, S-C-O. R-R-E, again, that's S-C-O-R-R-E, the, that will take you to the very first blog post. It's a video. It's a, it's a vlog of how I became a confident public speaker. And I used to be scared stiff of public speaking. I used to really struggle creating my talks. And I used to go all over the place and talk just nonstop about anything and everything. And, and I became a confident and competent public speaker. And I, I give so much credit to the SCORE conference. I went back in May of 2013. It radically changed my life. So much so that now I am a paid, professional paid public speaker. I get paid lots of money. I am not only a keynote speaker, I have now known around the world as an international keynote speaker. I've done international keynote addresses in Manchester in the UK. I even got a full 10 days all expenses paid trip to New Zealand to do a, a keynote address at a conference. And it was incredible. And I attribute all of that to the, my experience at the SCORE conference. It's a four-day intensive conference. During the day, they train you and teach you in all the aspects of how to create and prepare a, and a talk in the, what they call the SCORE method. In fact, episode 521, 522, and 523 are the result of me going back to a one-day intensive and reminding myself, oh my gosh, why am I not using the SCORE method in my podcast episodes? If you think episode 521, 522, and this episode are better than all of my other episodes in the way that I'm doing them now, and the it, it's, it's the SCORE method. You are hearing SCORED content in these three episodes, and you will moving forward in this podcast. By the way, I went to the SCORE conference a second time. The second time I went was November 2014, and people saw me before the first time I went and the second, and then after that, and they're like, oh my gosh, what did you do? <laughs> That's a different guy I saw on stage. And then the second time I went, they saw me after that, they're like, what? I have to have you speak at my event. I need to have you keynote in my hometown here on the other side of the planet. I will pay you whatever it takes. You have to speak at my event. That, and trust me, I did not start there. I was, I was, I was somewhat terrible. Anyway, that was my second event. I just went to a one-day intensive with Ken Davis and his team, uh, and, and they told us about a brand-new SCORE conference, four-day event coming up, a full-blown SCORE conference, all again. By the way, you do the whole day of training, and then at night, they have these groups of no more than, I think, nine people. and It's nine students, and then they each, each group has a coach, a professional coach that has been training this stuff for years. They have the best coaches at SCORE. And you are actually required to give a five-minute talk every night for three nights. And where you start on the first night, the second night, you actually will change 
You will be a different person when you come out in your ability to create a talk and to communicate any message within five minutes. I promise you that. And here's the cool thing is, I love this event so much, this conference, this workshop so much. It has had, now the thing is, is you guys know me, I'm getting ready to do the Free of the Dream conference. I wanna take my public speaking skills even to the next level. I actually plan on eventually getting to the place where I'm doing stadium events. So I, I'm going to consistently invest in my public speaking. And I am going to the SCORE conference for a third four-day intensive SCORE event. And here's the thing. I've worked out a special deal. If anybody out there has been thinking about going to the SCORE conference to take their, pref- their public speaking to the next level, you can actually pay to be in a private group with me. I can have, I think, up to eight other people in a group. There's only eight tickets available. And if you want to do this, you go to podcastanswerman.com slash group. Okay. Podcastanswerman.com slash group. And that'll give you access to a ticket. You'll see it. it it's called Cliff's. What does it say? If I go there right now, it, it is. I'm pulling it up. If you go to that podcastanswerman.com slash group, you click on tickets and it says Cliff Ravenscraft's Score Circle. It's 1997. By the way, if you don't want to be in my group, you can go there. There's an um, there's an a, a less expensive option there. But if you're in my community and you want to be in my group, it's 1997. I would I would absolutely love it. By the way, my wife Stephanie is going to be there. She is not going to be in my group uh, because well, she wants it it, it. it it's wise for us, for married couples to be in different groups. Just trust me on that. So, but I I would love to have you in my score group helping me take my public speaking to the next level. But I'd also like to be a part of your journey of taking your public speaking to the next level. If you've been following me for years, you know my transformation from where I was to where I am today. And it's I'm not done yet. I'm still getting better. And I would love to have you be a part of my journey of taking my next my public speaking to the next level. And I'd love to be a part of your journey of doing the same podcastanswerman.com slash group. Only eight of those spots available. I hope to see you. Oh, by the way, that is going to be in uh, Franklin or yeah, the Franklin, Tennessee area. And that's going to be on February 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th. It is a four-day intensive event. Don't plan on getting any work done at night. This, this is all day, every day. Uh, but seriously, well, actually, it starts late on the first day and it ends early the fourth day. But still. Anyway, go to podcastanswerman.com slash group. All right. That's it, my friends. Until next time, I encourage each and every one of you to take everything you do to the next level.